This is a podcast from Rover. Right, welcome back into the show. Well, growers are hailing the government's new national policy statement for highly productive land as a good first step. So it was just uh, released in the last couple of days. New rules are aimed at ensuring that highly productive land can be used for growing vegetables, fruit and other produce. I guess that's uh, the combating of urban sprawl as it's uh, being labelled. John Murphy is the chair of Vegetables NZ. He joins us now. John, nice to talk. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, this seems like good news on the face of it, at least. Most people are supporting uh, this, certainly from a, a grower's point of view. Yeah, it's, it's really good that it's been specifically identified that reverse sensitivity has to be dealt with because uh, those areas of high-density housing um, really do put pressure on growers around them, so it's really good to identify that. But I would identify that really... The devil's in the detail, and we really need to look at how regional authorities will put that policy into into practice. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? So basically, councils now will need to identify, map, and manage productive land to protect it from inappropriate use and development. And as you're alluding to, I suggest that uh, that is really where it what it comes down to is what's deemed inappropriate use and development. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's some really complicated things involved in that as well around rotation of land, particularly for vegetable growers. Um, we don't grow the same thing in the same spot year on year. So we think vegetable growers are quite quite good at deciding where they grow and we certainly don't want to limit uh, the value of their land. But we do need to acknowledge that reverse sensitivity is affecting our operations. So urban creep and particularly our growers who are in bigger areas like Pukekohe and Auckland uh, have had to deal with that some time and it has made farming more difficult. So you're promoting here the, the novel idea that um, you know the, the, the farmers and growers tend to know best when it comes to these sorts of things? Well, they really get the coalface. Yes. So they, they see what works for their businesses and what doesn't. And I just make the point that it's all well and good to protect the soil, um, but for what purpose? If it's not um, commercially viable to grow a crop in a particular spot, then it's not commercially viable. So what has to go hand in hand with this kind of policy is the recognition that growers need to have a viable income as well. I guess, though, uh, when you when you look at it sort of in overall terms, um, would you say that there's maybe a bit more certainty about the future for growers now, given uh, that this is coming in? Look, I, I think... We have been prioritised, and looking at the soils has been prioritised in this, so that is good. Um, and I think it indicates that um, policy makers recognise that growing food for New Zealand is important, so that's a really good step. The next part of it is figuring out how these businesses become more uh, resilient to market shocks, and there's no doubt that our communities hurt a little bit over the last few years and we, we have had a horrendous season in terms of weather and that really does affect us badly as well as those input costs that, that everyone's suffering from as well. So it's been a hard time. Mm. Um, so we're glad that policymakers are, are thinking of us and, and recognise that we want to protect soils and we want to keep farming.
Now, the other aspect to it, of course, um, as we mentioned at the top, in terms of the uh, the councils managing, uh, you know, identifying, mapping, managing, etc., this productive land, uh, horticulture New Zealand will, will certainly be in a position to play a role here in terms of uh, advising and helping uh, various councils around this. Is that something that you'd be looking at doing? Absolutely. We, we intend to be right in there working with councils and with government to make sure that the policies do deliver um, good growing areas and so that we can keep uh, providing vegetables in New Zealand because New Zealanders want them uh, and the only way to a, to a future for New Zealand where there's a healthy population is to look after those areas. I've been reading a, a few comments from growers around this, John, and uh, one guy said, look, um, you know, and, and you've, you've alluded to it, but he says that the caveat of this is if our costs to grow veggies keep going up and we become uncompetitive and we can't produce food off their, their land, then the opportunity then is lost to sell that land for housing. So I guess once it's deemed a certain type of soil and uh, urban sprawl can't happen on a particular patch of dirt, that kind of cuts down options. Yeah, and I'll go further than that and just register that most vegetable growing businesses uh, get their capital backing from the value of their land. So if that is eroded, then uh, that is pretty serious. So we need bank backing for what we do. And so we need to be very careful about how we implement those policies. How are things shaping up uh, as we come into uh, you know the summer varieties of uh, of fresh vegetables? Um, as you said, there's a lot of challenges out there. I, I suspect workforce uh, input costs. These are the, some of the obviously some of the big ones. There's still plenty of challenges uh, for the for the sector as a whole. Yeah, there are, um, and the growers are working really hard on those things. I, I would say that um, the labour situation is something we're, we're keeping a keen eye on. We are short of people um, in our industry. That's a good thing for people who are looking for options out there, I, I would say. There's some really good, exciting positions out there, both now and looking into the future for people. So we're excited about that. But we are looking at how we can um, get a bit more priority in labour settings so that we get keep getting good people coming down the pipeline for us so that we can keep growing healthy vegetables for people. John Murphy, the uh, Chair of Vegetables NZ. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks very much. I see some more dog attacks up north. Uncontrolled dogs are savaging livestock apparently in nighttime raids on farms in the far north, leaving helpless owners with dead animals and big vet bills. Now, the dogs have killed and maimed sheep, lambs, cows and chickens at uh, properties uh, just south of uh, Kaikui. Uh, John and Lily Coleman's farm was hit three times. Um, and uh, having a look at the story on RNZ, uh, he believes the culprits were unregistered, uncontrolled pets allowed to roam. Uh, these are not wild dogs, in his estimation. And he says it's traumatising on the stock and the owners because the stock obviously can't defend themselves against that type of dog. Now, they've had three attacks, different coloured dogs. Uh, it's the same with the neighbours there, apparently, as well. 
and uh, the council officers so far have had very little luck in tracing the dogs. The Coleman's had 16 adult sheep, they're now down to 6, they had 22 lambs, they lost half of those, they killed a calf as well, one's on three legs um, and uh, they cleaned out the uh, the chooks uh, as well. So it's uh, carnage in the far north uh, at the moment. Also uh, I see today as well the Minister for Trade and Agriculture, Damien O'Connor, is uh, meeting with counterparts in India this week to strengthen trade relationships there. So there's a delegation of 20 that are also going to be there at the same time, led by the Indian New Zealand Business Council, uh, and they include representatives from Fonterra, Zespri, uh, Apples and Pears, and the Meat Industry Association. O'Connor says that uh, his trip was actually arranged separately, but it's good timing because he's going to be able to meet up with these uh, other representatives uh, that will be in India as well. And he says that India's a priority relationship for New Zealand. 15th largest trading partner in the year to December 2021 and he's going to be uh, attending a number of bilateral meetings with counterparts to specifically progress opportunities for agricultural cooperation. He's going to be speaking at the Farm to Fork panel, which will showcase New Zealand's investments in agri-tech, on-farm training and skills and developments and after that trip he's set to travel to Indonesia to attend the G20 Trade Investment and Industry Ministerial Meeting. So that is what's happening at the moment. That is our show as always thanks to the team at NetSpeed. Go online, check them out, netspeed.net.nz and uh, have a look at some of the packages available there including rural broadband, unlimited rural broadband from 99 bucks a month. That is the show for today. Mark and Leah up next.